How's it going, party people? Welcome to Kaiser's Castle. Take a seat on my big orange couch. Grab yourself a coffee, tea, soda, and adult libation. You're about to be in tune for an excellent show tonight with me and Holland Vendenuenoff. And we are going to uh, break down a lot of stuff. Uh, it'll be sort of a continuation of the show we did the other day on my own channel. And uh, we have to self-edit, and we will correct on things after the fact, because we do have that show on the line. But on this, we don't have to self-correct. We're just going to go from where it ended on the last show, on Sword Point Nine at Yahoo, or at, at um, YouTube. I'm sorry about that. And uh, with that being said, welcome, brother. Thank you. So, Thank you for having me on. Fly. Always a joy. You there? Well, you guys got to start talking. It's the awkward silence is just weird. Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know it was it was an uncomfortable silence for you a need second. A prompt, but... dude. <laughs> huh? You need a prompt, man. <laughs> oh, I was just saying. Um, with what we were talking about on the elections. Okay. Um, yeah, asking a question normally is a good is a good thing after you do like a intro, like you follow it up with yeah. a question, not the awkward silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I yeah. have no idea. Yeah, it, 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 it's a we're going off of the last show we did, and now we're wow. doing the elections portion of it. And with everything that's come out about how the CCP hijacked our election, we now know this. I'm not going to be surprised, and I want your opinion, because you as well as I are the foremost expert on our own opinions. And I guarantee you, um, you're seeing what I'm seeing. And your thoughts on how they hijacked Dominion and, and all the other servers in between. And I really wanted your take on that, to be honest, okay. brother. Well, as I've said before, the Chinese Communist Party uh, has embarked on a generations-long program to co-opt the political system of the United States uh, through uh, a variety of means and measures, including co-opting of politicians, blackmailing, extortion, and co-opting of our voting system directly, as we're seeing now with Dominion voting machines. They cannot afford a second Trump term. A second Trump term will likely mean the demise of the Chinese Communist Party, which is not a monolith in its own land, faces many threats, domestic threats, uh, much infighting uh, within its own party. Chairman Xi is in a very precarious position. Many members of his own party do not appreciate the adver adversarial uh, position that they put uh, the country in regards to the United States, and he needs to get rid of the Trump administration to solidify his own support, his own political position. And he is pulling, and the Chinese Communist Party is pulling no, uh, no outs. They are going full bore. They cannot back down from massive voter fraud. So that is happening. We're seeing the collusion of the mayors and politicians in the swing states with the Chinese politicians. We saw the budding up, if you can call it that, 
of the Chinese administration to Hunter Biden, who they provided with uh, prostitutes and drugs and business deals in China to cozy up to him and ensure the cooperation of the of their candidate, Joseph Lydon, uh, who I do not still do not believe is going to be sworn in. The case for voter fraud is immense. And in a mere two or three days, the election will be contested on the floor of Congress. So yeah. what we're going to see in the next three days and what happens in three days are is probably uh, no exaggeration. It's probably going to be the most exciting time in American political history. As we see the issues play out, as, as we see the culminating point come to the fore, and we may even see it dragged out past that date. Who knows? I have no idea. We are in rather uncharted territory, uncharted at the, at the extreme. No one has carried an election dispute this far, a rightful election dispute. It would be seriously negligent for Trump to give up that office and all the immense responsibilities and powers it has, knowing that he's been cheated. And cheated by a foreign power, that is. So the next couple oh, of yeah, days, and at the end of the, in the beginning of middle of this week, is going to be epic. One way or the other, it will be epic. Oh yeah, brother, and and I'll say this: this goes way past Bush v. Gore. Um, uh, when Gore was contesting, uh, because this is a foreign power. And and everybody forgets the judge who decided, the judge who decided the Georgia case, everybody keeps forgetting this, it's Stacey Abrams' sister who's co-opted by the CCP. And everybody just, you know, we become so tribal that the Dems are not going to back down because... If anybody thinks that uh, uh, Leiden, who has absolutely no support in his own party, now you're seeing the fracturing of the Democratic Party. And, and because he's not left-wing enough, he's a corporatist, uh, a communist corporatist, uh, a, a fascist by the definition of it. And you see that the Antifa, or as I like to call it, the neo-progressives, it's no different than the Romneys. Now we have 22% of the Senate at this point that are co-signing because of Josh Hawley. We talked about this on our program, the part that hasn't been added yet, Holland. Uh, We talked about Hawley stepping up to the plate as the first senator to co-sponsor all these Republican um, whistleblowers or people are going to push back. And everybody thinks this is a new thing. No, it happened the last time Trump was elected. Except the media made it sound like, oh, we're going to get the we're going to get the presidency the last time for Hillary, the Hilda beast. And guess what? They didn't do it. This time I think we can because they didn't even have that many senators jumping on with the Congress people. Your thoughts, brother? 
Well, like I said, it is being contested on, on the floor of Congress, as you mentioned. It is a major issue. The electors and their validations are going to be contested. The, the election certificates are going to be uh, contested. And this will likely, as General Flynn said all along, this will almost, almost likely go to a vote of the states. And that would mean that every congressional representative delegation in the House of Representatives, they cast a vote, one each in their state, and whoever wins that tally, that's who the state goes to. Each state gets one vote based upon their congressional, the House of Representatives vote within that state. And as that stands, it is likely that Trump will emerge victorious with up to 30 states in his favor. Now, this is a victory, but it will be a victory that will be disputed. It will be disputed by his, by his adversaries as, as his election the first time was disputed. We're going to hear, not my president, once again, they're going to claim he cheated when there was no breaking of the rules. This is merely following through on the rules when there is massive electoral fraud. So General Flynn has long said that this will go to a vote of the states. And I do believe that that's where it's going to go. And uh, as that stands, Trump stands to win, as well he should. He should have been granted his landslide uh, general election popular vote, which he won, which they stole from him. Hopefully he can still establish that. That's what I hope, that he just doesn't take the state vote and continue, continue on as business as usual. He should claim and validate his general electoral win by a landslide. And more importantly, he should take those people who stole the vote and toss them in prison for a, for, for a longish time. There should be no slaps on the wrist. There should be no looking the other way. The people who hijacked our vote need to be punished with prison terms under the Constitution, at the very least. And any foreign powers who are involved in the hijacking of our electoral vote need to be held accountable. I you know, I'm not, agree with you ahead. wholeheartedly. No, I just said I agree with you wholeheartedly, brother. Um, because what we saw in Georgia at that center where they were just refeeding, refeeding the same votes. Um, and then when you look at Pulitzer's statement that we talked about on, I believe, the show that hasn't aired yet, uh, when you see him saying they can verify because of computer, look, folks, when you go through Immigration and Customs, uh, anybody in CP, uh, CBP, uh, one thing we're taught and we become actually, and I hate that term, experts, uh, but we become an expert on documentation. And we can tell uh, through the use of a jeweler's loop, lights, but now with this computer stuff, where you can go to the microfibers of the paper, how many times has it been folded, unfolded, how many times has it been cycled, Pulitzer when he showed that stuff, I'm looking at it, and I, I I was stopping it, you know, looking at it and trying to get the fine line detail on it. And it's all about fine line detail. And that's something very important that people need to realize is 
you can't hide certain things when it's evident, which evident means evidence. If you can see it, then it's evidence of something. It's up to the person who knows what they're looking at to be able to discern it. And the average American citizen is not a is is not trained to look at certain things. And when you see a paper, and he had several examples, and when you see a paper that's been refolded multiple times versus a paper that just got opened, run, it was it was a it was massive. It was like I can't believe the state of our abilities to check fraud. Your thoughts on that? Exactly. The case has been established. I mean, the headlines and the stories about uh, vote fraud being caught in the act on video, on computer, are legion. So much so that they're mind-numbing. What is even more mind-numbing is the refusal of the mainstream media to cover any of these reports. Any of them. They simply refuse to cover them. They don't touch them. They don't talk about them. So therefore, in the minds of the uh, NPC public, the non-playable character public, it doesn't exist. For those people who exist and get their information solely from three or four or five news networks, the mainstream news networks, the voter fraud does not exist because it is not being reported upon. But it is voluminous and established beyond a fact on paper, on the printout. I mean, the Dominion machines were being hacked through a thermostat. That's been proven. They were being accessed online. That's been proven. I mean, you know, can I jump in real quick? Uh, Can I jump in real quick? I just did a a two-hour podcast, and we're talking about that, about how the thermostat issue uh, was hacking into the machine and sending signals to China. Uh, That in itself tells you that the Dominion owner or whatever creator lied because you said there's no way that's possible. But what what this gentleman, Juvian uh, Pulitzer, did, where he came back after he had spoken, he said, by the way, I am not only in, I am in full control of one of these machines right now through the Internet, and the machine's like a mile away. That should not be possible according to the Dominion owner. The same guy who said that this is an impossibility lied because not only is it possible, it was proven possible, but one guy on his phone within a few minutes. So if that's said, provable, that's it. That's done. I mean, he said he said during that thing, he said, "I currently am in the senatorial election right now." Yeah, he said yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's what everybody should realize. Georgia, I don't think we're going to get that Senate the Senate seats, and I'll tell you why. Uh, they are hitting it. We're probably going to have twenty eight million people vote in Georgia because of this. Yeah, uh, the flood is so expansive right now, and if anybody trusts these elections. You're fucking fools. Your thoughts, uh, Holland? Well, yes, of course. And it's going to be very interesting on the 5th when the Georgia election happens and what happens if Dominion is going to try to continue their fraud. That is going to be very interesting, but it's a very crucial race. We have 
the Senate race is coming up that will decide the vice president and decide the election uh, on the floor of Congress. So it's going to be very interesting whether Dominion will can try to continue the fraud while it's being monitored. Now we have an army of digital soldiers watching this election. And if there is any fraud, it will be broadcast in real time. The election observers are going to be on the ball. So that is a very good question. Are they going to try to manipulate this election? That is a very good question. Like why not? They, these they've upcoming, done upcoming why not? three days. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm saying, why wouldn't they? They've already done it on the presidential scale. Why wouldn't they do it to a Senate race? I mean, they have to, basically. They, 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 they have to. Here's the thing. Uh, and, and I said this earlier on on my show. He who controls the narrative controls the populace. And the media controls the narrative. They control what's going on. They control the populace and they control the agenda that they want to push. And everybody, like you said, they're dumbed down to what they watch on TV. They believe. They believe their televisions, right? They believe whatever the media lies to them about and tells them. This is the, this is the fact. They don't have to look any further. And who are they watching? CNN, NBC, all the, the usual suspects, right? And then we have Fox, who's uh, been going more and more towards the radical left, uh, as we, we've seen. And, uh, you know, you don't have to be a genius to see. Every time you see, like, a uh, a, a fact check on Twitter or something like that, and you do a little bit of homework, just, you know, a little bit of homework, go see who fact-checked whatever it is that Trump posted. 99.99999, I think it's more of a percentage than people dying from COVID-19 that this is the case, uh, that the person who wrote that, uh, that piece, uh, fact-checking Trump or fact-checking a Republican or fact-checking anything that people on the other side say, that person who's reporting as a fact-checker, that person is a Democrat that works for CNN or MSNBC and is a leftist socialist. And so most of them are like from out of, out of town, if you know what I mean. So why is that? Why are well, they the only ones that are getting these gigs? I wonder. Well, people people forget <laughs> Obama legalized propaganda in the media. He wrote, I, I can't remember the. I will find it before we're done. But Obama actually signed into law. Allowing our media to propagandize, which yeah. we were always able to do with Radio Free Europe. You weaponized the media. To do that overseas, yep. but not in the. Now, when he signed that act, that made it perfectly legal for, and the media wasn't really running with uh, narratives they didn't want to push. Right. And, and with the journalist, every journalist wants to change the world. The old Jetta song was well, not old. It's it's not Jetta who did it, but the new up up mix was Jetta's. I'd love to change the world. These motherfuckers think that they can change the world, and we have to say no. Us, the populist, get to change the world. Your thoughts on that, Holland? Exactly. It is not at the journalists to change the world. Their job is to report the news in an objective fashion, facts only, and uh, disregarding their own personal opinion. And they're not supposed to include themselves in the story, even in the background, much less their personal opinion. Their job is to report the facts and let the public decide, let the people decide. But so many journalists are now activists. They think the people who are too stupid must be manipulated into a prearranged outcome 
that's dictated by uh, the richest people in the world. So uh, the mainstream media should be disregarded, is being disregarded, is losing, is losing market share. I'm not too actually too concerned about the mainstream media. I mean, more people watch Alex Jones than CNN. So uh, the mainstream media is losing their market share. Fox News has sold out. Uh, the, the, you know, the backstory beyond that is that, you know, they fired Roger Ailes, the news director of Fox, who turned it into a conservative news channel. And the children of Rupert Murdoch, and Rupert Murdoch himself, who started Fox News, is not a conservative Republican. He's a liberal Democrat. He hosted fundraisers for Hillary. But he saw that there was money to be made by uh, catering to the conservative news market. So he did it. And he made a, he made a shit ton of money doing that. As well, he should have. But the children of Rupert Murdoch are taking over the operation. They are ideologically opposed, uh, even more so than Rupert. And not when they're already rich, they don't need to make any more money. So they are trying to slowly swing Fox News over to the other side. We saw that. We saw a hint of that when you know Newt Gingrich mentioned the name of George Soros on a talk show and Fox News flipped out and wouldn't let him, to, wouldn't let him talk anymore and took the show. Yes, yeah, she's, she's like, up, up, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. She freaked out on mm-hmm. real-time TV. Yes. One of their hosts. It's crazy. You uh, say something about Soros. It's the same thing you and I talked about one time. Um, I'll never forget the first time I saw somebody go nuts over uh, the mention of Soros, they instantly went to, that's anti-Semitic, that's anti-Semitic. And huh. it was because of Alex Jones's comment on Soros, and they were trying to tie him, imagine tying Alex Jones to a Nazi. Huh. He, he, was, he was left-wing. He was not uh, back in the day, he was protesting against Bush, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he protested against every president. He's a political atheist like I am, but as soon as the name of Soros got mentioned, they did the same thing to Jones, and they did the same things to Glenn Beck, and, and you know, I'm not a big fan of Beck when he went after Trump, but Beck actually came back around and said, you know what? Trump has kept his promises. He's actually been a legit player. Beck didn't believe him. Me and my wife ended our subscription to the Blaze when he did that. The whole putting his face in Cheetos to get the tan of of Trump. Um, It was ridiculous. And I'm like, why is he doing this? I thought he sold out. And Beck came around. Uh, I think you can still find it on YouTube. Why what Glenn Beck says, why I now support Donald Trump. Too late. And too late. The blaze is dead. Yeah. And no one even oh, I know. I know. Well, Ben Shapiro was another one like that. And, and I've interviewed Ben Shapiro in the past on my show. And he's a, he's a really nice guy to talk to and a really, really smart dude. 
But he also was on that camp where he wasn't sure about Trump and didn't believe that he would do what he said he was going to do. And now he's fully supported. Now you see him in his videos and he's like, I can't believe, you know, this is happening to this president and this and that. And he's fully supportive of, of Trump. I think a lot of that early on was because of his background being, you know, from the uh, TV show, billionaire, you know, playboy life. Uh, you know, rock star kind of like, uh, rumor lifestyle, which really is none of that is true. Most of that is propaganda because people that know his inner circle know that he's a germaphobe who liked to stay home a lot with his, you know, wife when he wasn't doing business and his kids. And, and that's what... He doesn't do drugs or alcohol. He yeah. All. And people don't believe that, but when you listen to his life story of why he doesn't drink because his brother like killed himself because of alcohol, makes sense. I don't smoke cigarettes and because my parents... he's freak, and he doesn't like being out of control. Right, exactly. So, I mean, I understand there are people like that. There are people who don't understand that. They, they want to paint him with this uh, mafioso drug lord, always drunk, uh, cocaine down of his mind, uh, dictator, yeah. which is the furthest thing from the truth. Everybody who knows uh, Trump, you know, who knows his inner working... Who doesn't have a grudge like his niece, who has a personal grudge because of her father not leaving her money? It's all monetary. But anybody who knows him and, and has given him a first shake says he's actually a pretty swell guy when you get to know him. He's just a random, you know, nice guy who happens to be a billionaire because he's done well in his life. Look, people that call him a business failure, uh, I hate to break it to you, but if uh, having billions of dollars in the bank is failing, how can I fail like that? Okay, could you sign me up for that program so I can start failing that way? Because I'd like to have like eight yeah. billion dollars as my net worth. That's failure. I'd like oh, to yeah. live. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> you know? it's called it's called it's called failing upwards. But he did it legitimately through business. How many of these Congress people in Holland? Please speak to this and senators that we have put into office. What's their What's their pay rate? It, it's like. A couple hundred thousand bucks, right? I think it's two hundred and thirty thousand. Yeah, it's it's uh, not much, especially if you're residing in D.C. It's it's yeah it's low yeah. level executive pay, but somehow Nancy Pelosi is worth one hundred and fourteen million dollars. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And, and everybody wants to forget her, DiFi, uh, and anybody on the California coast. Trust me on this; they are totally in the pocket of the CCP oh, yeah. and their spy. Uh, web and that's why has a $24,000 refrigerator her refrigerator costs $24,000 with $10,000 worth of chocolate ice cream just chocolate ice cream how does one person have $10,000 worth of of chocolate I I don't know there's that much chocolate ice cream to have $10,000 worth of I don't have that much in my life in money how do you have ice cream worth $10,000? How does that work? There's something even funnier than that. They it's a lot of Rocky Road, though, Kaiser. A lot of Rocky Road. They, they, ben and Jerry. They, they quote-unquote quote vandalized her house. Oh, that was beautiful. Yeah, he was the big head. No. It, yeah, but it looks like somebody actually taped the shit off because none of it's on her brick. That did not happen. That was staged. It had to be. Specializing in false flags like I do, I I know that somehow 
That is not correct because you don't see an inch of paint on her damn brick. Because and I want to know how anyone got close up to the Speaker of the House's house after someone already uh, so, uh, a couple of weeks ago defecated in her driveway. How come she does not have security? How was someone able to get to her house and spend five or six minutes spray painting it without any kind of response? Oh, she was probably out, uh, not at home, and then she doesn't have security there when she's not there. They, they, yeah, they, they still have security. When it, uh, trust me, uh, this is my bailiwick. Uh, yeah, but then how do you explain the guy who took you know uh, crap in front of her house? That shit happened literally. Uh, so <laughs> you're telling me in, in five minutes somebody couldn't come in with already severed head of a pig, put it there, spray painted some shit in less than five minutes, and get away with it? Happens easily. Ask OJ. He killed Nicole. Got away with it, and that took him what ten minutes. She did I go too far on that one? Did I go too far on that one? A little bit, right? A little bit. Okay. A a little bit because this is my bailiwick on this. Well, I'm Uh, talking about the OJ part. Honestly, honestly, yeah. Neither did Nicole Brown, um, by the way. And she blamed it on white nationalists, which was very strange. When most likely it was just someone aggrieved over the fact that she screwed him out of uh, $1,400. Um, so to, to, to launch the narrative as white nationalists, how many white nationalists are in Northern California? I mean, probably not many. Uh, I, yeah, it's just, it, the whole thing screams Dude, a false flag. They're, they're saying they're the, the proud boys are white nationalists and supremacists, and like they have a, a one of the leaders is a, a black Cuban guy, and uh, they have. Right. We've talked about that before. Like also chairman of Latinos for Trump. Yeah, I mean, and he's, and he, and he's a white supremacist. They've called me a Nazi, and I'm like, wait, what part of me is a Nazi? Because I'm Cuban, I have Chinese in my family, I have Indian. Uh, what part again of that is Nazi German? I wasn't born in this country, so how can, oh, but you have to be a Nazi, you voted for Trump. Wait, what? Hold on. Yeah. It's what? How does that work? Do they realize that the Marxist movement doesn't have a color and that's what the Black Lives Matter are, you know, uh, endorsing Marxism? Well, it's just like everybody wearing their Shea shirts, you know, Shea Guevara. Uh, the ridiculousness is off the fucking chain. And in all honesty. He was a racist. Uh, yeah, he, he enjoyed killing black people that were Cubans. I mean, everybody forgets this about him. And when he went to South America, he was on an ethnic cleansing binge well, when he got uh, assassinated. When he, went, when he went to the Congo, yep. uh, Castro sent Che to, to the Congo to get him out of Cuba uh, to start a communist revolution. Yep. And, and uh, Well, Castro, like... To, uh, to try to start a communist revolution, yeah. it didn't really take off. And his explanation was, as he wrote in his own words... Is that the Negro, these are his words, this is a quote. The Negro is indolent and lazy and spends his money on frivolities and is incapable of true revolution. End quote. Yep. Uh, that that's was exactly what he said. That's exactly what he said. Uh, probably they just weren't digging communism, man. Um, that's probably was the case, but he blamed it on their personal characteristics. Che Guerva, after he became, after the Cuban Revolution, 
put all his old friends up against the wall and shot them. Okay. Yep. And then when he was too popular for Cuba for Castro's liking, he got sent overseas to Congo, fell there, and he got sent to Bolivia and hung out to to dry. And the CIA finally killed him. Which, by the way, Castro's one that snitched on him and uh, gave uh, his location to where they could get him and kill him. I mean, that was orchestrated to get him out of the way completely, uh, because he he was too radical for the radical Castro regime. Think about that. (laughs) That's crazy. And he was a personal threat in terms of popularity to Castro himself. Well, then I I have to give a a shout out to uh, cigar that I enjoy. And it's the Exodus 1959 by uh, Tarano, Carlos Tarano, who was Cuban. And Exodus 1959 is when his family was able to leave Cuba. Mm. And, and um, that was after, you know, the fall of Cuba. And uh, that's why that cigar, and it is the best smoking. Everybody will talk smack all day long about cigars. And they'll say, oh, Cubans are the best. The, you know, all the different brands out there. No, I've smoked them overseas. Uh, and that's illegal for an American to do. Believe this or not, by customs, uh, even smoking a, a Cuban cigar overseas is illegal for you to do. You can't bring them in. Uh, even a Cuban coming back from Cuba, that you get a license to be able to go over there. And uh, it happens all the time. Cubans will fly from Canada in America, and there's a big uh, amount of Cubans in Kentucky. And they would come up through Detroit, and they'd bring back the rum and and the cigars, and we would have to confiscate it from them because it's not legal to bring into the U.S. And But under the, the laws, I almost said... Uh, a certain thing that I shouldn't have said under certain statutes. Let me rephrase this uh, regulations. It's illegal for any American to smoke something Cuban or to drink Cuban rum overseas. This is how stupid our laws have gotten and our regulations. And you and I and angel, we've talked about this numerous times. If there's, a regulation that can be enforced with gun carriers, that becomes de facto a law. And Americans, that's what Trump was trying to throw out, these regulations. And that's why we were getting competitive. China is about to fall. They economically can't stand. And and when you look at Klaus Schwab, who came up with the Great Reset, he is trying to implement it now to get Trump out of the way because he knows China is going to fall. And he wants to use the Chinese model globally. Your guys' thoughts. Uh, you, Holland. Yes. China is the new model. The Soviet Union failed. Failed spectacularly. China is the new model because it's corporate communism. Okay? It's not marked. China rents out their populations to corporations as slave labor at gunpoint, where they have suicide nets outside the factories to preserve their labor force. Their labor force puts notes in boxes to Walmart saying, I am being enslaved here. Please help me. 
and this gets covered up by the, covered up by the media. China is the model they want to implement worldwide. Corporate communism, a government that has ultimate control over its people and then can rent its populace out at gunpoint to whatever corporation needs a labor force and can also enforce consumer buying. All consumer products in China are approved by the Chinese Communist government. They guide all corporate consumerist choices and through approved venues. This is the Chinese corporate model that they want to export worldwide. They like it. It happened. They started doing it in the 1970s when they started opening up China to the world and exporting labor there. And it worked for them. And that's what they want the world to be. And this is what we must, this is what we must fight against because that future, if we achieve it, will be very hard to overturn. Well, remember in Terminator, I can't remember which one, where, uh, what's her name, wrote Fight the Future, and the future is not set. Sarah Connor. Uh, from Reese's. Sarah Connor. Yeah, I can't think of the actress, though. When she etched that into those two things, into that bench, I think they were at, a little wooden bench. Uh, it's one of those little... Uh, what do you call it? Um, um, anyways, it, 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 when you see something like in the Mandalorian where you saw the little owl, when you saw Stop that it. woman with the, uh, what's it? What would you say? I said, Stop it. You lack discipline. No, um, get to the no, chopper. <laughs> I'm just and, doing my, and, my best Arnold impersonation. And, That's all I'm doing. Yeah, it's a it's Easter egg. Those little Easter eggs that you see, I believe, are a form of um, what do you call that? Um, it's a form of normalization. The um, is normalization. normalization or. Uh, could it be more of a conditioning? Maybe, yeah, 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 yeah. A conditioning to normalize a behavior, yes. Right, exactly. yeah. Well, that's what the and, media does. That's what television does. I mean, that's a, that's why it's called tell lies vision, tell lies to your vision. That's all that that's well, about. See, when when I see television, I always think of, back in the day, we used to get a, a book, uh it was called the TV Guide, and it was. Ooh, and what's I remember that? the tagline of it was the best guide for television programming. Television programs you. That's the thing yeah. YouTube was doing was deprogramming people because you could choose your programming what you wanted. And your thoughts on that, Holland? By the way, uh, before Holland goes, the actress's name is Linda Hamilton, who played Sarah Connor. That's it. Yep, yep. And what was your thoughts on uh, programming, Holland? Well, programming is called programming for a reason. It programs your mind. TV programming. You align your thoughts with the stories you see and watch and appreciate. Entertainment is programming. If it has a good message that makes you feel good at the end, it makes you feel good about yourself and your role in society, you will accept the message. 
even if the message is cloaked communism, is a cloaked message of control, of conformity to the norm, the norm enforced by those above us who wish to impose a way of life upon us that otherwise we would not choose. That's why it's called programming. Right, and we, we would reject it. Exactly. But they're boiling the frog, they're uh, packaging the message in a big boat, in, in, in gift wrapping that we think we'll like, uh, a nice hallmark message, and uh, it gives us, you know, we can feel good about ourselves, about shaming our neighbors for, have, for having more than six people in their house for a holiday, or so forth. But the fact is that in this day and age, the mainstream media, as much as they try with their programming, it is failing. I see that every day. So many people are waking up, and this is not propaganda on my part. I see it in action. No one trusts the media. The American people value freedom, liberty, self-determination, not pre-determination. They will not be dictated to by even their own government, much less a foreign power, much less a corporation. And the battle we're seeing unfold is the battle for the soul of the nation. That is well, happening. It's it just as bad as um, if memory serves, and my memory is pretty long, um, the Bushes and the Hinckley's used to have dinners together. And it's so funny how John Hinckley uh, took pot shots at the last greatest president, uh, Reagan, and it was under Bush Sr. or Bush Jr. I can't remember which. I think it was Bush Jr. Um, that he got uh, allowed to go home and visit Mommy. Uh, on the weekends. Now, I've never heard of John Wilkes Booth or any of the others, Mud, any of those people that tried to hurt one of our presidents, being able to go see Mommy on the weekends. Mm. Uh, um, you know, it, it's kind of sickening to me. And I think what we saw with the media, and I think they should be prosecuted on this, was an assassination in a way of his character. And it's disgusting to me because everybody knew who Trump was. Trump was an open book. He hasn't been a liar. And, and they're saying, well, the States are going to, because Trump could pardon himself federally, but he's not going to, um, um, be able to um, do anything, you know, because we're going to just hamstring your thoughts, bro. Well, exactly. And this this election, like I said, is for the soul of the people, soul of the nation and the future direction of the world, because America, guess, guess not, is the beacon of the world. And where America goes, the world goes. They must bring this country down. They must destroy its Bill of Rights. They must destroy its Constitution. And they must destroy even more so the will of the people. The people of this country are the products of the pioneers, the soldiers, the fighters who fought a 400-year war 
I won't say it's a righteous war, but they fought a 400-year war to secure the borders of this country. Then they turned around and had to fight two world wars and win them for Europe and become the greatest nation in the world, putting a man on the moon, establishing rights and freedom and a standard of living that everyone else aspires to, a standard of freedom that everyone else aspires to. And I say this as a children of immigrants, okay? My father came here to this country as a refugee, a refugee, a penniless refugee with his parents, my grandparents, whom I knew, whom I was very close to. They were kicked out of their country, Indonesia, because they were Dutch citizens. I'm not holding it against Indonesia. I love that country. But they kicked all the Dutch citizens out, deprived yes, them of did. all of their wealth. And they wound up in a refugee camp in the Netherlands, and they were brought to this country as refugees. And on my grandparents' wall, next to the pictures, they're gone now, my opa and oma, but next to the pictures of all of their children and grandchildren were the pictures of them standing beside the American flag, swearing in as naturalized citizens. Citizens, yep. Yes. They loved this country with all their heart, and they were not from here. Right. At all. I get it, man. I mean, uh, here's the thing. You, me, and um, Angel have in common is we have ancestral links. And this is something I've said before, and I'll say another thing, and then I want you to bounce off that. But we know certain things about things. And one of the interesting things, I it's always fun to – Talk and this is just a conversation with us three, and everybody else gets to eavesdrop on it. But we know what certain things look like. Communism, I think, is the biggest one because if you remember right during that era, uh, the dictator of that country was also fighting communism and uh, Indonesia. Yeah. And, and the weirdest thing I saw in Jakarta when I went to Indonesia to do an operation was they had a statue of Barack Obama as a child in his headdress and everything, that little picture. You'll find that in Jakarta, Indonesia. The other thing that always fascinates me, uh, people are not seeing this. Everybody who knows anything about warfare knows the next war is a space war and it's also a naval war it's about controlling the shipping lanes and it's about controlling the satellites and that is yep. why everybody made a joke with trump making the space force no it's because that's the next war and china is yep. on a direct parallel race with us to try to control we're talking everything from gps on down and, oh yeah. yeah. It's this is about control. Controlling the shipping lanes. Look, they force small businesses out of fucking business in our nation. They have. And they've mm -hmm. also forced China 
to have control over the satellites and the anti-satellite technology. And these, these are real shit. This is not John Clancy bullshit. Guys, the, the, the guys wars now the, the war now is not fought anymore uh, through normal means. They're, they're fighting through political Trojan horses, putting people in position. And here's the thing. I'm going to quote real quick, and we're almost out of time, so let me, I'm going to do this real quick. Uh, there's a, a song you guys really should check out the lyrics. It's called Propaganda. And I'm going to read the uh, first verse, and it has everything to do with everything that's happening now. The song's about older than a decade. And the lyrics go like this. You can't fool all the people all the time, but if you fool the right ones, then the rest will fall behind. Tell me who's got control of your mind or your worldviews. Is it the news or the movie you're taking your girl to? You know what I'm saying? Because Uncle Sam's got a plan. If you examine what they're telling us, then you'll understand what they planted in the seeds of the next generation feeding our children miseducation. No one knows if there's UFOs or any life on Mars or what they're doing when they're up in the stars because I don't believe a word that our president said. He's filling our heads with lies. He got us hypnotized when he's speaking in code words about crime and poverty, drugs, welfare, prisons, guns, and robbery, it really means us, and there's no excuse for the slander. But you see, what's good for the goose is still good for the gander. Yeah, with that being said, Holland, uh, follow up on what the line of thought was, and and that was a good point, Angel. Well, I mean, do that, and then I'll close the show. <laughs> what I'm telling you right now and this is going on on me reading the data. This country is not going to be turned over to Biden. Okay, it is not. Because he is enthralled to the Communist Chinese Party. Chinese Communist Party. Unfortunately, are, they're controlling the narrative, though. We are in a proxy war already with China. Yeah. We've been seeking their subs. Yep. Outside their territorial waters for the last year. Drone dogfights are going over, going on over the South China Sea. We're already in a semi-kinetic war with China. It is not going yep. to be turned over. This government is not going to be turned over to Biden. So, yep, and hash it out all we want, but by hook or crook, it is not happening. Sorry. And in and India, one point eight billion people in China, and one point. 7 billion are in a actual border skirmish and the Chinese got defeated they are not a great giant with that being said I know we're cutting time uh, folks thank you for sitting on my big orange couch uh, I will slowly raise the drawbridge while you meander on out of Kaiser's Castle, and thank you for stopping by Castle's Talk Radio exclusively on uh, PSN Radio Network. And I got to give a shout out to WPRPN, World Pirate Radio Podcast Network, and the Boiler Room on ACR, Alternative Current Radio. God bless, be well, be safe. <laughs>